cut goes out to all y'all that's been missing us for mad years. One love, yo. Yeah, that's right. He's got game. If man is the father, the son is the center of the earth In the middle of the universe Then why is this verse coming six times rehearsed? Don't freestyle much, but I write them like such Word. Amongst the fiends controlled by the screens What does it all mean, all this shit I'm seeing? Human <laughs> beings screaming vocal javelins Sign of a local nigga unraveling uh -huh. My wandering got my ass wondering With crisis and all this crisis Hating Satan never knew what nice is Check the papers, well I bet on ISIS More than your eye can see and ears can hear Year by year all the sense disappears Nonsense perseveres, prayers laced with fear Beware, two triple O's It might feel good, it might sound a little something But damn the game, if it don't mean nothing What is game, who got game, where's the game in life Behind the game, behind the game I got game, she got game, we got game They got game, he got game It might feel good, it might sound a little something But fuck the game, if it ain't saying nothing Damn, was it something I said? Got game. What got game? Is Kobe going to ruin the games? Game's going to get interesting. Steph Curry got game too. We're going to get into all of that and much more. But first and foremost, greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Three Man Weed. Three Man Weed is brought to you by the good folks at Chairshot Radio Network in conjunction with thechairshot.com. Always use your head. And use your heads, we shall. We're about, what, T-minus 10 days away from the big day, right? Ho, 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 and a bottle of rum and all that good stuff. You still got time to go out and get those stocking stuffers. So why don't you go get a stocking stuffer and simultaneously support your favorite website for news, reviews, opinion, and analysis with attitude by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot and picking up an official Chair Shot t-shirt you know you're not done shopping just quite yet. You got that one cousin, that auntie, that great-grandmama, that godson, that goddaughter, that god whomever, and you just don't know what to get them. Well, I do. Go pick them up a Jesus Did the Job shirt or hashtag journalism. Save Tag Team Wrestling, one of the many, many cool chair, chair shot labels and logos that we have. Easy for me to say. Either way. Make sure you go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot, please. And thank you, thank you, and please, TheChairShot.com. We are not just a website, we're a movement. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. As always, I'm joined by the Commissioner PC Tunney. Mr. Raymond Cash is on assignment this week, so we're playing a little pick and roll. Before we get into it, just real quick, I got to call Ray out. I, I was hoping to call him out on the airwaves, but since he's not here to defend himself, I'm still going to bury him a little bit here, sir. So, Saturday morning, about 8 a.m., I'm up. You know how it is when you're up. You're not necessarily tired enough to go back to sleep, but you're not functional enough to get out of bed and start stirring and doing things for the day in that little, you know, middle ground. We've all been there. You know what I'm talking about. So I figured, you know what? I'll pick up my phone and I'll peruse the Twitter machine. See if I missed anything. See if there's something going on, something that deserves my attention, whatever, whatever. And as I'm scrolling through the timeline, I see Bussy on my timeline. Now, number one, shout out to the brother Sonny Kiss. Sonny, I, I really hope that you had the most wonderful birthday in the history of birthdays. I hope you lived it up. But I didn't need to see your bussy on my timeline. So then I look up and I say, well, who put this bussy on my timeline at 8 o'clock in the morning? Wouldn't you know it, who won the pony? Liked by, retweeted by, the one, the only, 
Mr. Ray Cash. I can't remember his, I think his name is like Cash Kringle right now or something like that. It, it doesn't matter. Ray, I love you, bro. But I don't need to see Bussy on my timeline at 8 o'clock in the morning. I hadn't even eaten breakfast yet, man. I don't need Bussy before breakfast, okay? That's not how life works, sir. There's no need for Bussy on the timeline at 8 o'clock in the morning. That being said, Mr. Tunney, how are you, sir? Did you get Bussy on your timeline at 8 o'clock in the morning as well? No comments. <laughs> the thoughts and opinions and words expressed here by Christopher Platt do not necessarily reflect Three Man Weaver, Chairshot Radio Network. Um, I'm doing well. I am uh, I'm, I'm slowly getting ready for the holiday season here. I've accomplished a few gifts. I've done a few things. I got myself a gift. I got a, got a new brought a new TV nice. over the weekend. Um, so a little bit of an upgrade there. Uh, but otherwise, you know, I got some time off coming up. I'm just trying to fight through the holiday traffic season uh, that we all experience out in the real world, leading up to the actual events of getting together with our families. So. Uh, yeah. How about you? You got some? You got any? You got, you got any of the real good shopping done yet? Most of it, yeah. I think there's a little few odds and ends in here and there that I might try I to would, pick up this weekend. Because I would, I would imagine that this may be your most important gift giving Christmas in the history of your relationship. No, that's way too many extras. That that's in the beginning because you got to hook them. That's no, the most important. But I, important but I mean, uh, hook what I what I mean is like you know. I mean, we might be more sensitive to bad gift givings than we normally would be, considering the circumstances. I'll put it to you like this. Considering the circumstances, I have to make sure that the star player feels taken care of as opposed to the upstart rookie. Yeah, I got to worry more about the star player as opposed to the upstart rookie. We okay? I got you. (laughs) Don't get it wrong this year. Don't get it wrong. (laughs) <laughs> nobody wants a navy blue purse chris nobody wants a navy blue purse <laughs> <laughs> oh. all right anyway anyway uh good times good times good thoughts folks before we get going here we're going to take a quick 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 commercial break and come back with a first topic that that is i don't know is is got everybody wondering What's going to happen for the rest of this winter sports season? This is Three Man Weave, Chairshot Radio Network. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Welcome back, Three Man Weave, and the word on the street, if you, you know, I I had a few of uh, acquaintances, uh, co-workers, didn't know who, what, what, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego was. We're old, Tony, what do you expect? Yeah, that's kind of the sentiment that was expressed to me. So let's just move on. I don't know why I brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> Happens all the time, man. I was half like, my coworkers uh, don't even get half my jokes because, you know, they're all like 95 and before. Yeah, I was like, uh, something about the word on the street. And I was like, I don't know, ask Carmen Sandiego. I was like, okay, here we go. Um, anyway, COVID. And they're like, what's she saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she said, boom, ba-doom, ba-doom. 
Yeah. Boom, ba doom, bop, 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 bop. She an uh, Instagram model? Yeah, well, at one time, maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, sports. Once again, suffering from positive COVID tests. Players having to sit. Games having to be postponed. The NHL. The NBA. NFL has not postponed any games, but they definitely have had players that have missed games due to protocols. Currently, some of the biggest names that are in COVID protocol are Baker Mayfield and the head coach Kevin Stefanski, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and I'm doing my hockey brethren, David Ungar, Patrick O'Dowd, and Kyle Smores a disservice by not knowing which hockey team has had nearly half their roster plus half the roster put into COVID protocol. So, Chris, what are the thoughts here as we head into a winter that takes us into 2022? Could we be seeing something as bad as 2020? Are, are these variants and the lack of of, of of people that aren't getting vaccinated, is that is that what's causing here? Because it's interesting, some sports don't test you if you're not, if you, if you are vaccinated, but only then if you are in close contact right so it's really interesting the dynamic of the testing it's interesting in the dynamic of the opinions from Kyrie Irving to Aaron Rodgers to I I don't know who's been absolutely pro-vaccination I guess anybody that's appeared in the in, in any of one of the league's vaccination commercials but what are your thoughts on all this and and your stance of of what these people should be doing as far as we continue to deal with the COVID and, and, and things that are making life stand still, if you will. I don't really know, Tony. And honestly, I don't know at this point, you know, the genie is way out the bottle. So I don't even know what we can do to return to whatever normal life is going to look like. I think this is just what it is moving forward. Uh, coincidentally enough, this is happening around cold and flu season Obviously, a lot of states have relaxed their protocols in regards to people gathering and, and things of that nature. And people are just trying to be normal again after, you know, a year plus being trapped in the house. I can certainly understand people being stir crazy and wanting to get back to life. I think this is just a fact we got to deal with, Sonny. Um, shout out to the NBA for, you know, shutting down those teams because, you know, the NFL is not going to do that at all. I think they've got, what, eight teams in protocol. You mentioned uh, Baker. Go ahead. The NFL said before the season, we're not canceling games. If you can't play, well, you're going to lose, so you're going to forfeit, and both teams that don't play aren't getting game checks either. The NFL said that before the season. So not only – that's the reason why some of their – that's why there's probably such a bigger push in the NFL and publicly from that aspect of let's all get vaccinated because I don't want to miss a game check because you didn't get vaccinated. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you only get the 17, so and you only get, I, I get that. What, you only get, what, uh, three to five years in the NFL as the average career? So, I mean, I would yeah. I would imagine the money would be a gigantic motivator in that sport. No, I agree. And, you know, personally, this hits me home because you brought up Baker Mayfield and Kevin Stefanski. Dude, it's damn near the entire offense. <laughs> you know what I mean? The entire offensive line, all three of the tight ends, Jarvis Landry, just name a few. I, I think Kareem Hunt as well, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, John Johnson the third. He's a defensive player. He's he's out. 
we're pretty much fucked when it comes to Saturday versus uh, the Raiders. But yeah, the NFL is like one monkey or one offense don't stop no show. You so, know, they're clearly not going to cancel any games. If they didn't last season, they're clearly not going to do it this season. It's just tough titty said uh, kitty. Y'all couldn't have waited a week to fucking catch the COVID? Seriously? Yeah, because you thought full strength they were going to go into Lambeau and beat the Packers. Cut this shit. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Which is that, but that's what's pissed me off so much because three out of the last four games are very winnable and they could make a run here. Let me tell you and something. And now they have no players. Let me tell you something. We'll get into that more in depth as we move on to the NFL here in this show. Right now, you're listening to Three Man Weave on the Chair Shot Radio Network. Follow us at three underscore man weave as well. Uh, holiday party starts at uh, one, so the, the the game is at what three thirty, four thirty Eastern. We'll go uh, on Eastern time, right? Yeah, four four thirty Eastern time. time. Yeah, uh, I got a, a family yeah. party at two o'clock. I was talking with my mom about it. I'm like, when's it start? Everything two o'clock. I'm like, okay, well four fifteen. I'm Audi, so to get me for two hours and fifteen minutes, I'm not watching the fucking Packer game with my family. That's it. It's not happening because the sound won't be on, and I'm like, listen, you, I don't. Get your dog away from me. I love your dog, but I'm watching the game and all the rest of this crap, you know. I don't want to really want to – I don't care about what you got for Christmas yesterday right now. Aaron Rodgers is on the TV kind of thing. So, yeah, I'll, I'll be exiting a good 15 minutes. That will give me time to get home. We'll have it already on the DVR channel so I can rewind to kick off and we'll get going five minutes in. And, and, I, and I fully intend to talk shit to you all Christmas evening. <laughs> Of course, of and course. I, fully, I, I would expect nothing and, other. And I fully intend to take it in the worst way back if I, if we actually lose this game. So, yeah, you would deserve it. It's the fucking Browns in Lambo. What's, what's the spread here? Let's get this out of the way. What's the spread right now? Oh, we we Bro, gotta wait like, till next week. We gotta wait till next week. Yeah, I was about to say it's a it's a whole week away, man. What are you, what are you doing? Oh, we got a pre spread. We got a pre spread. It's minus seven. Packers minus seven. That we seems got, low. We got to bet on this game. Fuck no. I'll give you points. How many points do you need? Okay, okay. We'll, we'll talk after uh, Saturday. You think we'll about talk. it. You think we'll, about we'll talk it. offline. Yeah. You think about it. We'll talk it. offline. I guess you have to wait and see how many of your players are going to be back. Exactly, exactly. All right, all right. Well, it's we'll out talk, there. We'll it's out offline. there. This will be bet two in the installment of the of the 100 bet club. Technically, it's three, but two hasn't come to fruition yet. They're still We're still working on two. What was the second one? The Lakers will win 50 games. Oh, I said no. Which it's, it's not, it, it ain't looking good for me right now. Yeah. I'm not going to hold you on that one, but yeah. Yeah, there's no way. I love that one. So we'll be even after that. I love it. It's great. Or, or we'll be even before <laughs> that, would. and then I'll be up. It's going to be awesome. You're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The story of my life. Let's bring, well, you know, sometimes it's not so bad. Let's bring this COVID thing to, uh, you know what I mean, uh, Dream Pie. Uh, let's bring this COVID thing to <laughs> Inside Joke. Uh, let's, there you go. You, you'll be okay. Let's bring this COVID talk uh, to a wrap. I, I don't know what the solution is here. You know, I mean, you can't force people to do things that isn't mandated of them. You can't. I, I'm not. I'm not putting my opinion on it out there one way or another that you have to go do this or you have to go do that i'll just tell you this as someone who is out in public uh personally and as far as a job goes i've seen more and more people wearing masks as a as it's been time has been going on here as we've gone from fall and we're getting into winter 
the variants maybe maybe people are listening to watching sports center and they're sports fans and you hear about all these players getting it all the time so you know all i can say is from what we know if you have been vaccinated you're less likely to need to go to the hospital and get treatment if you do catch the virus so that's all i can say for it that's all i know about it you can believe your you know theories on whether or not the information we've been giving is true or not but that's where i'm at i mean i don't know what's going to happen this winter but that's my thing though tony You're, you're operating off the assumption that everybody who has come down with it recently at least in you know the realm of athletics isn't vaccinated and I, I don't even think that's possible. You know what I mean? We we talked about the NFL and why they those guys in particular would be at a premium to right. or, or would feel a little stronger about getting vaccinated as opposed to some of these other players with guaranteed contracts and, and the like. I mean, I, I'm not saying people that are vaccinated aren't getting it right. I'm not saying that, it, it, you know, the vaccine does not prevent you necessarily from getting the virus. What the vaccine mm-hmm. does is help you get rid of the virus in a much easier way than going on oxygen for six months because your lungs have been attacked by the virus. You know, it, it, the vaccine preps your body to handle you catching the virus. So you don't have to go to the hospital. So maybe you don't have to call in sick for a week of work, or so maybe you don't even have to call in sick for work, or so maybe you don't even get any symptoms, right? Because we've seen plenty Mm -hmm. of people, especially in football where, they tested positive. Oh, they got double negative. They're symptom free. They play the same week, mm-hmm. right? So from what I've seen, it seems like the people, and I'm not saying that people that are vaccinated haven't passed away from still from COVID, right? But mm-hmm. yeah. so, I mean, if you're going to go play blackjack at a casino, how many decks do you want? Eight, six, four, or one? I'll play the single deck blackjack because the odds are mostly in my favor. And that's the way I look at it. Touche, touche. And I mean, the fact of the matter is, man, we're not going to figure out the answers here on this podcast. Hell, we're going on year three in a couple of weeks that we've been dealing with this thing as a nation and as a world. And we still haven't figured it out. Nobody has any answers right now, because if we did, we probably would not be in this situation that we're in now. I don't know how this is going to affect sports moving forward. Do you think that it's inside the realm of possibilities that we might go on another lockdown? Because that day lives in infamy. You remember that day in March where literally everything shut down. Like that that shit is that's the most that's the craziest thing I've ever you know experienced where I in was. this life. You know where I was and you know what was going on in my life at the time. I was on vacation from shoot job to watch NCAA basketball tournament, which gets canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh, the day before St. Patrick's Day, and then the bars get closed down on St. Patrick's Day, where I get sent home on St. Patrick's Day from the bar, which I didn't drive to, by the way, BT dubs, okay? But, like, I took vacation for this and canceled. So, not saying that was the biggest egregion against any human in in the cause of what would happen in the next (laughs) said times, but I'm just saying, I remember because my vacation got fucked. So, yeah. But do you think we could be heading that way? I hope or, not. Or towards the I second lockdown. I think it's it's interesting the the NFL thing. You know, uh, when it, there's that much money at stake, you know, yeah. and that's kind of where my that's kind of where my analogies and and my opinion on this has 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 been based in in this conversation of, well, you know, in one of these sports, you're losing out on money, which you don't really have a long time to accrue. 
and which you're going to probably need a lot of it if you have a long time to accrue it in said league because you're probably going to have a, a at, at, you're going to be fucked up at, at least physically let you're alone be mentally fucked up yeah um thoughts and prayers go out to everybody that's coming down with it man i, I pray everybody has a speedy recovery not just the athletes but just joe six-pack and dolly doolittle and whomever the fuck you if you come down with this I, I pray the odds are in your favor you know and i guess we'll just wait and see man we really don't know much man i mean we're recording this right now on a wednesday the whole situation could change by the time this goes up tomorrow you know oh there could be yeah twice as many people and this could be multiplying so hopefully that isn't happening hopefully we see some people get that double negative come back hopefully we maybe see some more responsible protocols i don't know if that's the case or whatnot so we'll see what happens you know you, you judge not lest ye be judged you try to do that for the most part but here we are to entertain you talk about what's going on and give our opinions so and my this ain't even opinion this is a fact my liver can't can handle another lockdown so <laughs> Let's figure this shit out, y'all. Yeah, and <laughs> and another future. Yeah, and another lockdown isn't going to do any good to the liver. We're we're splitting in AJ Belazes, so right. <laughs> we got to find a new donor, man. That's not looking good, man. Those, we... those bets, that's looking like a long shot right now, sir. Should we start sending? <laughs> should we start sending him sober life pack uh, pamphlets? To, to I think so, man. To keep our liver procured, because I think we can each live with a half. <laughs> I think we already are, to yes. be honest with you. All right, we're gonna take a break. <laughs> We're going to come back. We're going to talk about Steph Curry and the amazing record that he has broken and the amazing way he has changed NBA basketball and basketball in general for the youth coming up that are aspiring to get to are they are we still calling it the association? We call it the league, sir. I don't know. I know it doesn't make sense, but we we call it the league, sir. I don't know. Steve Haywood around here, God rest his soul. Um him and Bill Johnson had had, had uh, a pod, uh, a radio show called The Game, and he always called it The Association. So, I don't know. I kind of like it. You like the league. I don't know. It's not the, it's not the NBL. Let's all tell you. It's a black thing, man. We call it the league. He was black. <laughs> he was black, and he called it The Association. Oh, so just one. We're not all a monolith, honey. You walked into that one. Oh, that's all with bullshit. You. <laughs> Next thing I was gonna, I thought she was gonna say behind my back. He called it the league. All right, we need to take a commercial break. You're listening to Three Man Weave on Chair Shot Radio Network. Sierra Hotel, India, Echo, Lima, Delta, Shield. Hey folks, listen up, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Pins, stickers, illustrations. angrylemonade.net. This is my yard now. TheChairShot.com Always use your head.
all you hardcore John Tesh fans, you rarely get to that bridge there. I didn't realize that that uh, I didn't realize that that didn't fade out as well. So kudos to me not fucking paying attention because I sure as fuck ain't editing this. Yes, Christopher, what were you going to say? Not the, not, the, not the hardcore John Tesh fans, man. Should we play that again? You never, you rarely get to the bridge right around here. Let's see if we can the, get the it. The Tesh Hive. You know? Well, we Tesh don't believe oh, shit. we need more people. It went to the soundbite below it. That was it. Yeah, I noticed, Jay. Let me get to it, Hoza. All right, give me a fucking minute. This guy is a bulldozer. What's going on here? <laughs> Here we go, right here. Bum, 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 bum. Rarely get that bridge. Rarely get that bridge. Hard out here. Hard out now. <laughs> hey, that's for you, Tesh Hive. Shout out to the Tesh Hive. Oh, All the right. Tesh Apparently, Hive. that's a thing. Are they the testicles? I think they're the testicles. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can get down with that. Tes- okay. Well, they live in a hive. The testicles descend from the hive. There we go. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome, listeners. Aren't you glad you tuned in this week? They're full of testicular fortitude, oh, huh? Oh, testicular fortitude. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Are test. they the crash test dummies? Crash. Test dummies? Yeah, crash I was going to say, this is a test. <laughs> this is only a test. <laughs> oh, man. Oh... Awesome, awesome! Just because of the appreciation we actually both have for that 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 music, to be honest with you, uh, and the appreciation that we have for Steph Curry, uh, the relationship he has with his family. You know, uh, folks, if you don't know, the funny thing is the defender in the NBA that forces Steph Curry on average to shoot from a farther distance from three than any other defender in the NBA. Go ahead, Chris, tell him. Uh, child support. I don't know what you're talking about here, Tony. So, as people, any defender in the NBA, they measure the average distance at which they make Steph Curry take a three from. So, okay. who averages making Steph Curry take the longest three pointers <laughs> in the NBA? Okay, give me three guesses. Okay, you should only need uh, one. Hint, hint. Oh, his dad, or his son, his brother, his brother. Yes, there you go, his brother. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, 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 his brother. Yes, yeah, yeah, okay. yes. So it, it, it was really cool to see him have to go up against his brother while trying to break it. And in knowing that, I was like, there's no way in hell he's breaking it. But there's no way his brother is letting him break the record on him. And it's not like he had to break it that night or he wouldn't break it. So it wasn't one of those things where he'd feel bad later. It was more like, listen, we're going to be at Thanksgiving and Christmas for the rest of our fucking lives. I don't need to hear this shit how I, you broke the record on my ass, let alone all the other bullshit awards you got over me, right? So it was cool to see that along the way for me. I think he broke it in the garden. It was cool to see Spike Lee. It was really great, though. He had the moment with his brother. He had the moment with his dad. Ray Allen and Reggie Miller were there and showed up and weren't like... They didn't big-time it. They weren't salty about it. They were thrilled, and they were happy, and they were thrilled to be a part of history, and they were thrilled to be a part of the lineage of history, right? I think the biggest underrated thing about Steph Curry is that the guy can actually get to the hoop and the reason is he has an amazing handle and he has great body control once he gets close I think that part of him as a player is underrated Um, so I appreciate the way he's changed the game Mike Wilbon said on PTI today you go to youth basketball gyms and there's kids that are like 5'4 like they're Muggsy Bogue size without the muscle and they're out there putting up 
fucking three pointers like popping M and M's or Skittles or whatever the kids are eating these days, right? They're just popping threes like nothing. Uh, so it's interesting to see the way he's changed the dynamic of the kids growing up. They want to have the tight handle and they want to be solid from three point range, right? I mean, that's the game. And if you're athletic enough to take it to the hoop and make the highlights, great. But otherwise, he's changed it. And, and it's amazing. And he may be the single most skilled professional at any one single thing in the history of, of team sports, in my opinion, as far as, you know, passing or dribbling or shooting or hitting or fielding or, or, or slap shot or, or, or goaltending, you know, glove or stick kind of thing that specific. I don't think you can argue with anybody, Chris, that Steph Curry is the greatest shooter of a basketball in the history of basketballs being shot on the planet known as Earth in the, you know, Milky Way galaxy. I, I don't know, Tony. They said uh, Tuka Hamid was kind of nice from outside as well, so I, I don't know. I'd like to... <laughs> I kid, I kid. But it, it's funny that you brought that up, man, about um, him changing the game, especially considering the youth, because I was just having this conversation actually on Tuesday with my good friend Tommy Warts on his Down the Wire podcast. Oh, I yeah. No, on there. I know. I heard you cheating on me. That's fine. We have oh, open, shut up. We have an open relationship. He came home, oh, smell, he came home smelling like Warts, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all both Wisconsin boys. I'm gonna come home smelling like beer, brats, and cheese. How could you tell the difference, sir? But <laughs> what? but what? no, it's funny because I, I actually brought that up, and it's funny that uh, uh, well, I'm actually honored that you uh, you mentioned that Mike Wilborn said the same thing. That means I'm in good esteem. But I was telling Tom, man, when I was growing up, you know, all the kids were practicing their ups and walking around with ankle bracelet or ankle weights on and stuff like that, you trying had to get their step vertical shoes. up. Them step shoes that only had the part of the yeah, shoe yeah, yeah, yeah. underneath your uh, your toes and, and, and the, the balls of your feet. And then there was no shoe underneath there. So you had to walk like you are on high heels with no heels. <laughs> did, did you actually see people wearing those? Because I, I remember they used to advertise them in the East Bays, Bro, but I never saw anybody actually wear them. My buddy's brother had them, and we would work out in the parking lot, and we would do sprints with them on, and we would do, like, standing uh, just – vertical leaps as high as we could go then we would do squatting leaps and stuff like that and like it was just a whole thing where you were building your calves and your quads and hamstrings with those shoes you know and you bring up the ankle weights too but the ankle weights they were not so good on your joints yeah a, a lot of guys ended up finding that part out the hard way but uh but uh back to what i was saying yeah you 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 saw guys trying to work on their verticals and trying to dunk and stuff like that and trying to work on their their ball handling and their handles and stuff like that too but nowadays yeah you see these little kids out here practicing their jump shots and learning how to shoot the ball and being very passionate about shooting which overall is a really good place for basketball to be in terms of the future of the game you know yeah, you know, when you get to the playoffs, it's not so much bully ball as it was, especially when you got into the, the 90s right after Jordan left, you know, when they started making the rule changes and things of that nature. But it's interesting Steph has done what he's done because he's one of the most skilled people at a single, you know, uh, single um, craft within their sport, right? Whether it's hitting a baseball or, or stealing bases or, or, or defensively or, or blocking shots or, you know, uh, 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 returning kicks. He's 
the most skilled shooter in the history of of the planet Earth of shooting basketballs within the galaxy known as the Milky Way. Yeah, well, I don't know, man, because I, I heard King Tutankhamen had a, a pretty strong jumper too. So I, I you know, I, I I'm not saying I'm just uh, saying, but <laughs> I heard he was <laughs> but, but a high life player. <laughs> two sport, well, you know, he was dead two, by about two sport athlete. Well, I think he was dead by about 17. He, he wasn't here for a long time. He is here for a good time, but that's neither here nor there. But when you talk about the post-Jordan era and the most influential athletes post-Jordan, you, you got to put Tiger Woods up there. I would also put Allen Iverson up there. Maybe not necessarily the game, but all the ancillary factors. He was the first, not necessarily the first, but really, I don't want to call him the first, but he really embraced hip hop culture in a way that we hadn't really seen prior to Iverson between the clothes. I mean, he actually rapped plus the tattoos, the sleeves, the headbands, the braids, just, just everything like his influence can't be understated. I, I just want to make sure I give him his flowers more prominent than those before him. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And then after that, you got to put Steph Curry up there because unlike a LeBron, Nobody's going to be LeBron. You're not going to be a 6'8", 275-pound behemoth, physical, genetic, freak-ass athlete. But it's conceivable that a little kid out there, if they work on their game hard enough, it's very conceivable that they could become a Steph Curry. So I think that that's a lot more obtainable as opposed to looking at a LeBron or somebody of that stature. Yeah, the physical intimidation is not there, right? You see LeBron, you see the things Michael Jordan's done, and, and it's it's hard to imagine yourself, you know, at that young age. But Steph Curry kind of encompasses all aspects of physicalities, you know, growing up and youth-wise. So congratulations to him. Congratulations to his family. Congratulations to us fans for being able to watch an extremely entertaining athlete throughout his time. Uh you want to close it out here on Steph Curry, Chris? Yeah, I totally second what you said. Congratulations to Steph. It, it has been an honor, privilege, and pleasure watching you play the game of basketball. You play the game beautifully. Your team plays the game beautifully. I'm a little salty because you cost me a few titles here, but that's neither here nor there. I will say this, though. If he continues on this same trajectory that he's on this season, um, I think – Phoenix is overtaking them for the best record in the league, but they're kind of jostling back and forth. It's like, you know, they're they're both right there. He's got to be the front runner for MVP right now. Klay Thompson's coming back soon. Andrew Wiggins is playing well. Draymond seems to have found a little bit of a jump shot again. Another, what, third MVP? Fourth NBA championship? things are going to start to get a little interesting when we talk about the, if he's able to pull off this season, what he's doing right now, things are going to start to get a little interesting when we talk about the pantheon of great players and that top 10 to top 15. Let me ask you this. If he finishes off this season, MVP, finals MVP, wins the championship, his fourth title, does he move into your top 10 all time? Oh, I haven't visited my top 10 in a while. That that I can't answer that for you. I could only give you... Well, I can give you the top three. I can always give you the top three in no particular order. Well, of course. Yeah, I think everybody's top three, um, everybody's last name begins with a J, so. (laughs) Jordan, James. Who's the third J? 
Oh, 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 Madge. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody's top maybe six or seven are the same, you know, in, in depending on the order. Are they? I think we have a show on Let our me hands. see. Should, should we? I don't know. Should we not get? Let's save this. Let's save this. Okay. Okay. Let's save right. this. Football's gonna end, Chris, and we're still gonna have basketball and hockey without baseball. So we'll save that conversation down the road because we don't do hockey. <laughs> that's what that's what Chair Shot Radio's for with David Ungar, Patrick O'Dowd, and once in a while uh, the Doctor of S'mores himself, Kyle Moore's. So, uh, yeah. Go ahead. I was going to let you get the last word here on Curry. No, I've already said it. Congratulations, man. And it's been a pleasure to watch you play. Can't disagree with that at all. And uh, where he's not done. He's not done. He's still going to be making threes for quite, quite some time. Folks, we're still going to be making podcasts for quite, quite some time over here at Chairshot Radio Network. You can find them on all of your favorite streaming platforms, Plenty of content dropping daily, plenty of new content every single day. You can also find it at thechairshot.com where we encourage you to always use your head. As for right now, you're listening to Three Man Weave. We'll be right back. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Plenty of questions heading into week 15 of the National Football League. Lord Football. As as Steve Zabin. If you don't know who Steve Zabin is, look him up. Find him on social media. He's a radio guy out east. Very entertaining. He would always call it Lord Football. Yes, most of my gimmicks as PC Tunney are directly stolen. If you don't like it, you can find me at It's Me DPP. Now, let's get into the NFL schedule. I love that one. Uh, now, let's get into the NFL schedule. As you listen to this Thursday morning, as we record on a Wednesday late afternoon, the game tonight, those Chiefs heading to those Chargers. Christopher, the essence of the winner, as I talk like Christopher Walken and figure out what I'm trying to say, uh, is going to be uh, of this division is probably going to main- be maintained because – the chances of, of Kansas City winning the division are predominantly excellent if they win this game over the Chargers. They drop down to like 30% if they lose, and the Chargers jump up to plus 60%. Chiefs have looked pretty good lately. Thoughts? Yeah, I think they're rounding into shape. I think this was Andy Reid's plan all along. He knew that this year, especially this year, with the added football games, was going to be a marathon and not a sprint. And we've seen a lot of teams this year. I think most teams, with the possible exception of Arizona, have kind of dealt with those ebb and flows of the season. You know, maybe you drop two or three here. You don't have the record that we necessarily thought that you would, but you just deal and you put your head down and you keep grinding. I think Andy Reid knew what he had going into this season. Their offensive line was completely revamped. 
the defense is now starting to play. Uh, they still have some problems at the skill positions. It's Kelsey and it's Hill, and that's about it. But going into what week 15 or 16? 15. I'm going to tell you like this, man. I would be terrified if I'm in the playoffs and I've got to stare across the field at Patty Mahomes. I don't want to see Eric Andre at any point in time in the postseason. <laughs> That's a terrifying thought, man. Yeah, it, it's it's hard to pick against the Chiefs. Uh, I In a short week, I'm going to take the best quarterback. I will go with the Chiefs in a very close game here. This one should be fun. We've had a lot of fun Thursday night games yes, this season, yes. and I, this should be no exception. But, yeah, I'm going to go Kansas City here. All right. There are Saturday games this week, Christopher, because there is no more. Don't don't remind me. Because there's no – yeah, you know where we're going. Because there is no longer college football or predominant college football schedule on Saturdays. That's why the NFL doesn't Whoa, whoa, play. whoa, 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 whoa. We are not going to disrespect Army-Navy. That is the best 7-6 to six game you're going to see all weekend, folks. I thought that was last week. Oh, well, fuck what I'm talking about. I, I wouldn't go watch it either way. I was talking shit. I'm probably going to go see Spider-Man <laughs> in the morning. So. I am Sunday morning. Yes, I am Sunday morning. Uh, nice. Raiders Raiders at the Browns this Saturday afternoon. Chris, half your team's out. Uh, I'll let you talk about this. I, I, I still think you guys are going to win just because I don't really believe in the Raiders. Go ahead. How? I don't know. Tooth, the toothpaste, bubble gum, and paper clips is what? what is it? Spit. Try toothpaste. It might, you know, reinforce it for the big bad wolf when he comes around. Well, I'm not trying to shrink my pimples, Tunny, and dry them out, okay? <laughs> we try to win here. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're putting something together, the toothpaste may, you know, that hardening factor may, you know, strengthen whatever structure you're trying to hold together with said paper clips. You ever try a rubber band? Duct tape? Do you brush your teeth with super glue? What the hell are you talking about? The hardening factor. Well, the toothpaste, if you leave it out, it, it hardens. <laughs> okay, you try that, okay? You don't, I, have I the, ever, to, you don't ever miss rinsing off a little piece of toothpaste on your, like, the, the neck of your toothbrush, and it's hardened toothpaste. You get it out of the... No, no, I get it, but... Yeah. Okay, I want you to hang so you, something so up you in your do, house. So you do, you're just you're just grasping at straws, right? I, I want you to hang have something you ever, in your house by toothpaste and see how long any, it stays up. Have you used any straws? Speak of the straws. What bubble, the hell are you even talking about now? Bubble gum, toothpaste, paper clips, rubber bands. That's how you're holding things together. I'm adding, to, I'm trying to strengthen your fortress that you're holding things together with. Yeah, but that's not, that's a less sexy and funny metaphor. Not even a metaphor. Like, it, it just sounds worse. I'm not fucking MacGyver, Tony, okay? <laughs> it's a long way to, to say. It, was a, it was a long way to get to the title of this episode, but we got there. Three-man weave. We're not fucking MacGyver. <laughs> that can be taken a couple different I, I, ways. Touche. I don't know what to think of this game, Teddy. The uh, Baker's out, which that's probably addition by subtraction. Stefanski's out. The entire offensive line is out. They, You know, the Browns win a lot of uh, multiple tight end sets. All three of the tight ends are out. Jarvis Landry is out. Kareem Hunt is out. I'm not sure if he's protocol or if he's got some other stuff going on, because he didn't really play much last week, but either way, he's not playing this week either. I don't know what to make of this. The Raiders aren't horrible, and they did come into Cleveland and win last year as well. I don't I don't know what to make of this. I'll, I'll say the Browns, but I don't feel good about that pick. 
Saturday night, the Patriots will be heading to Indianapolis to take on the Colts, one of the more marquee matchups this week. Indy's been running the ball really well, been playing better than their 7-6 and six record as of late with the slow start. Patriots, I believe, are the number one seed in the AFC. Go figure. Bill Belichick got himself somebody that could get rid of the ball on time. That defense is obviously looking way better with the additions. I, I can't go against Belichick. I, I believe they can try and put Carson Wentz into odd situations in the red zone and force him to make turnovers like he has. So give me the Patriots on the road this week. Yeah, shout out to Stewart, the running back from from uh, Indianapolis. He's been having a hell of a year. They've had Taylor. a hell of a resurgence. Oh, Taylor, I beg your pardon. My bad, bro. I beg your pardon, sir. But y'all know how Belichick is. Belichick takes away what you do best from you. So he's going to put eight, nine guys in the box and say, okay, Carson Wentz, have at it. Do your thing. It's Burger King. Have it your way. And that's not going to work out well for anybody that's associated with Indianapolis. So, yeah, I'm going to take the Patriots here as well. Let's move into Sunday. Panthers at the Bills. Uh, Bills desperately need a win. If they can't get it done against Carolina, then I think it's, uh, I don't know, that coach is going to be under some serious pressure. Yeah. Shout out to your boy, Josh Allen. You know, I'm lukewarm on him, but he had a, he played a hell of a game on Sunday. It was a losing effort, but that might've been the best I've ever seen him play. Their problem is they can't run the ball and, but they should beat Carolina. Like if you can't beat Carolina, Carolina can't throw the ball. You can't run. They can't throw. The defense isn't bad. It's a little frisky, but yeah, you should win this game and it, it shouldn't even be close. I think this is one of those games that they win big talking about the bills. Goddamn pronouns, pal. And then people are back on the Buffalo train again, thinking, oh, they've pulled it all together. This is one of those fool's gold games, you know? Jets heading down south to take on the Dolphins. Dolphins double-digit favorites here. This is a weird one. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets won, but I have to go with Dolphins. It seems like they're getting healthier Tua's, on offense. Tua's getting more comfortable. They have an excellent coach and a solid defense. Give me the Dolphins at home, keeping them in the playoff hunt. Yeah, they're five hundred now, aren't they? They they scrap back into seven and seven. They're aren't six they? and they're 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 looking to get to five hundred here this weekend. They're okay. six and seven. Well they're they among, get to five hundred this they're weekend. A, they're among thirteen teams with six or more wins in the AFC. Don't remind me the clusterfuck that is the AFC, sir. Yes, I'm I'm more than familiar. <laughs> but yeah, they get to five hundred versus the Jets this weekend. What else we got here? The the Washington Ungars. Maybe we should change it to the Washington Ungars. Hey, I like that. Hey, Shout out to the hey, con- hey, hey, consigliere. Yeah, there you File go. the patent, okay? Yes, File the patent, Washington sir. Ungars. <laughs> They're going to be taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. This is an interesting matchup here. Philly's more than capable, but has proven that they're not willing to be consistently. And Washington football team just seems like no matter what they do, we just can't believe in Taylor Heineke for more than a few weeks. I'll take the home team. Give me the Eagles. Well, Heineke is much like a Heineken. It's delicious at first with a horrible aftertaste. (laughs) (laughs) I've been burned by Philly a few times this season, so I don't – I I refuse to bet on them. I refuse to pick them to win any game because they burnt me a few times this year. And I could be wrong as two left shoes, but I'm going to go with the Washington Ungars on this one just out of spite towards Philly. Cardinals trying to get right as they are perfect on the road. They're heading into Detroit. This would be interesting if this was the one road game they would lose all year, but don't bet your money on it. Chris, I'm pretty sure we both got the Cardinals rebounding off the loss of the St. Louis Bowl. 
Hey, man, say what you want about kneecap biter, but the Lions play hard for that melon farmer. They just have a, a deficiency of talent. But, yeah, this isn't even going to be close, man. The Cardinals are going to win this by halftime. They might forfeit the rest of the game. It might be so bad. Did you see what I did there? The Rams played the Cardinals. It was the St. Louis Bowl Monday. Cool. Nobody play. knows that under 40 that's to, listening to this show, they sir. They used to both play. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? <laughs> yep. Keep on dating us, sir. Keep on dating us. Yep. You're going to drop a Max Headroom reference here shortly? You're going to drop a Max Headroom. Drink a Pepsi. Oh, I think the game everybody's looking forward to this week on CBS has got to be the Houston Texans heading down to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. Uh, we haven't talked yet about the clusterfuck that is Urban Meyer. I guess we could get into that and then quickly pick the rest of these games. Not only does he bring in his rookie star first pick quarterback into the conversation when apologizing for going out uh, and and grinding and letting a a young, uh, you know, female grind up on him while not taking the, the home flight home from a game, NFL game, which is the first time that's ever happened, Urban Meyer. Not only does he call out all of his assistant coaches. Whoa, 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 you burying the lead, man. Don't forget about the finger in the ass, too, to said female. Real. I don't know if that's real or not. Well, I saw a finger go in the ass, and it looked like it belonged to Herb. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. But the go thought, ahead. The thoughts and opinions of Christopher Platt do not necessarily represent the three-man church on Radio Network. Hey, man, I like sticking a finger up Broad's ass, too, man, as long as it's consent. As long as it's consensual, do you think? Do you as think? As, as and long as don't you, get caught on camera. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you can't whistle into it like a cave, because then you don't know what the fuck's been up there. But anyway, uh, the second thing that happened was... That's hard to explain to your wife. Don't get caught on camera, okay? Uh, you're not a you proctologist. Know, yeah. You're a football coach, man. The second thing is he's calling out his, his assistant coaches because someone may have a leak, and he's calling them losers. And now... <laughs> You talk about figures in the ass, and you talk about something leaking. That's hilarious. Hey, what are you going to do? Ain't a leakage. It's a real thing. Uh, I, I heard the Alestra and those Lay's potato chips caused it. That's why they pulled those off the off the shelf. <laughs> you ever heard serious? that? Yeah, you never heard no. that? You know I always no. bring back the food. Of course, because every show is a cooking show. Here yeah, it is. Well, it, network. Right. I mean, you go in, <clears throat> you apply for a podcast because, folks, you can't just get a podcast. Not just anybody can go out and do a podcast. You have to apply. <laughs> so when I applied for a podcasting license, uh, I had to check a, a box on what, what you know, what was the category in which I was podcasting. And, and you know, 10 times out of 10, it's always about cooking. So let's keep moving on here, though. Uh the point that I was getting at, Christopher, if you could help me remember <laughs> that point, would be excellent. Is that so? You, were... Urban I, Meyer, I is also yes. I remember now. I got it. As, right after I asked for help, it, that's the way it goes. You know, you make yourself look like a fool, and then you remember what you were doing. Josh Lambeau, former kicker of the Jacksonville Jaguars, has now come out that Urban Meyer came up to him while he was stretching. Uh, out on the practice field, and after he'd made some kicks, came up and said, hey, fucker, you know, make some fucking kicks, and kicked him in the leg. So uh, he's got to be gone, right? I know the con, uh, the, the cons just came out and, and said no a couple weeks ago, but this has all happened. This is insane. This guy's a fucking shit show, Chris. It's a fucking tire fire. 
It is a tire fire, Tony. But doubling back here to this kicking situation, I need a little more context to this, okay? Was he just kicking in the direction of the kicker? Maybe he was, like, kicking him and kind of love-tapped him a little bit. Maybe he was kicking in his direction and accidentally brushed up against him. Or was kicking this full-on Randy Orton legend killer punting melon farmers in the head? Punting melon farmers in the head. <laughs> I need some more context. I mean, that being said, though, yeah, I need got to get up out context. of here, man. Ooh, we, Urban Meyer's gonna get fired. Urban Meyer's gonna get fired. Ooh, we, what's up? Urban Meyer's gonna get fired with that. Yeah, at this point, man, Shaka Khan, man, you yeah, you got to cut your losses and take that L. Go ahead and buy him out. Keep paying him. I don't know what you need to do, but, I mean, he's already lost the credibility and respect of the players. Now he's out here call, uh, calling the coaches out, allegedly. That's not going to work out well for him. You know, the worst thing that happened to him is that Notre Dame decided to promote the uh, defensive coordinator, the head coach. But, <laughs> that's the worst thing happened to Herb. But, yeah, you got to get him up out of here, man. This just isn't working. And you have a guy in, in Trevor Lawrence that is legitimately one of the most talented prospects we've seen in the league in the last 10, 15 years. You got to get him out of there and, and get some real personnel in there so as not to waste this guy's career. You know what I mean? It, 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 Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. You need to get those coaches up out of there to give these young men an opportunity to have careers. Yeah. And as far as this game, who gives a shit? Yeah, pretty much. I'll take the Texans, though, if I had to bet on it. Let's move on to New York and the Giants. Another tire fire <laughs> taking on the Cowboys, which is a very interesting situation that's going on down there. Uh, heck of a talented football team. Absolutely ridiculous. Poor game management coach. What's the ceiling for the Cowboys? Because they're going to go in and take care of business in New York 100%. Ceiling, talent-wise, they could make the Super Bowl. They won't, but talent-wise, they could. Plus, what's going on with Dak? He started out so hot this year in the league. Like, people were saying, oh, he's playing better than any quarterback in the league. And now the last, what, six or seven games, he seems to have fallen off a cliff. I don't know what's up with him. Is well, he hurt? he had the injury, and they've said since then he's been unwilling to really take risks or whether or not he can physically put every effort into it. So we'll see what happens. I mean, that's what the pundits are saying love to get a pundit paycheck so that's why we're doing this but i mean shit uh, i just never really believed in the cowboys especially a team that has mike mccarthy as their head football coach i knew years before his time in green bay had ended that he would never win another super bowl as head football coach so i don't think it's going to change with a quarterback who isn't the best quarterback of all time in the nfl no no offense to dak prescott yeah, we we I don't know if we've even said this on airways before. We probably have, but I joke with you all the time when it comes to Mike McCarthy. I say, how in the bloody hell did you guys win a Super Bowl with this oh, fucking guy? Sure, easy. Four, four. I'll give you four names. You ready? This is why: Aaron Rodgers, Clay Matthews, Charles Woodson, Donald Driver, and a and a, and a lot of talent on both sides of the ball that season. That was a wild card team that I think started out. Four and four, or five and five, and then went whatever and one or two along the rest of the way. So that was a heck of a season. 
And brother, I love you, and I hate to be the one to break it to you, but if you're trying to get one of them pundit checks, <laughs> bro, you have so hitched your, your, hitched your giddy up to the wrong wagon, sir. Me being the wagon. <laughs> Come on, Ruxpin, we're going to make it together. <laughs> you really a, think they're going to let me on TV with my a, mouth and the shit I be saying? That's a, that's I'll a, say some wild shit, man. That's a, that's a pre-show callback there with the Ruxpin callback. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's move on. The Tennessee Titans trying to maintain a, a top seed in the AFC playoffs, taking on the Steelers, who, I don't know, you, you said Mike Tomlin is hereditarily immune to going sub-500. What do you got this weekend, Steelers at home? He might not have a choice this season. I mean, goddamn, they got the statue, the corpse, formerly known as Ben Raplesberger. It's funny to me because it came out a few weeks ago that he was going to uh, quit playing football, at the end of this season, jokes on y'all. He quit playing football at the end of last season. Did you see how it ended? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> my God, I can't believe they didn't think of anything. You had to know the time was coming. You know, you'd think they might have put some sort of contingency in place, but no, they went out and got Haskins, which who knows, and they got uh, Maga Rudolph, and I, I don't know, man. Um, I, I'm going to go the Titans here. I wouldn't be surprised if, if Pittsburgh won. They're the new Bills. You remember how Berman used – now I'm dating us. Remember how Chris Berman used to always say nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills? I think that's now the Mike Tomlin Steelers. Like this is one of those games where they have no business winning or losing – or winning rather, and then they mess around and win. One of those was correct. You get what I was saying. But I'm going to take the Titans here. Do we we have any updates on Henry? Is he coming back at some point in time this season? Or is it just a wrap? Not that I'm aware of. I thought he was out for the year. Hmm. Yep. I'll take the Titans, but yeah. Let's head to the later afternoon games, of which there are four. The Bungles taking on the Barrancos in a battle of the bees in Denver. Christopher, this is a game that Cincinnati has to win if they want to make the playoffs, right? And and, and can Denver make the playoffs? These are both 7-6 and six teams. This is the crowded AFC. You know what? I, I think that the Bungles are not quite ready for prime time yet. I think they're still a year away. On the road, mile high, Denver's got a really good defense. Teddy Two Gloves is serviceable. You just can't get behind with Teddy Two Gloves. He's not the guy that's going to throw you back in the game. But if you get him up by 10, 17 points, he'll bring it home for you. I'm going to take the, the Broncos here, I guess, in a mild upset. I don't know the spread, but I'm I'm going to go Broncos in this one. Yeah, I like the Broncos at home as well. I think Steady Teddy is exactly that, especially when they can get that running game going. I mean, Javante Williams has been a phenomenal rookie season, and Melvin Gordon had 100 yards rushing last week. There's oh so much talent to catch the ball there. I mean, that's Vic Fangio's team, so if the defense plays well, they should win that game The Atlanta Falcons heading across the country to take on the San Francisco 49ers. The Niners looking to maintain their playoff status. The Falcons are 6-7, Chris, which is really interesting because they could be a 500 team if they could win this game. I had them winning last week. They didn't quite play a team that was the San Francisco 49ers last week. But I think the Niners are going to take care of business and show you why Atlanta is, is just isn't a playoff football team. Their win last week was against the Panthers. Let me check their schedule real quick, man, because out of the Who's Falcons, 
the the Falcons because out of the Falcons, Falcons Vikings, uh, Washington, Ungars, Philadelphia Eagles know, contingency. I got their schedule. One of those teams is going to make the playoffs. You want Atlanta's schedule? Yeah. They got to play the Niners. They're in San Francisco. Then they are at home for the Lions. Then they have to go to the Bills. That's a win. Then they have to go to the Bills. So it ain't looking good right now. And then they're what else home, they got? What they're, else? Ho- they're home to the Saints. Which don't have a quarterback. That's two beat, and two. They won in New Orleans already. So, yeah. So I, that could be two and two. That That's, uh, what's that, eight and listen, nine? If they can't win, yeah, that that's not going to work. You're going to have to at least have nine wins to get in the playoffs. San Francisco, know, man. San Francisco will be at eight if they win this game, Chris. All right. It, it, it pains me to uh, say that anything nice about Kyle Shanahan, but I can't. I can't say the Falcons are going to win. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but one of those teams going to make the playoffs. One of those four teams that I just listed between the the Falcons, the Vikings, the Washington Ungars, and the Philadelphia Eagles. One of those teams is going to make the playoffs. I don't know. Which I don't know one? about that. I don't think so. No? In the NFC? I, I... Well, number one, Washington is in right now, I believe. I think they're they're the last team holding on there right now, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I guess yes. Then between Washington, Minnesota, Philadelphia, and Atlanta, and New Orleans, one of them would have to make it because Carolina and Seattle aren't going to make it. But what if Seattle runs the table and wins the last four? Which brings us to our next game: Seattle taking on the Rams, who just had a big victory. They have to head down to L.A. I just don't see it happening. I think the Rams kind of had an epiphany last week that they need to go on a little bit of a run and figure shit out. Yeah, Russ and that organization, they're clearly heading towards a divorce. Russ, the shores of Lake Erie are beautiful this time of the year. Just throwing that out there in the ether. We'll see what happens. Make that team extremely better. I'll tell you that right now. That is not a poor landing place for Russell, except for we talked about this before. He wouldn't bring Sierra with him, and he'd be living in Cleveland. Uh... <laughs> I could take it to some spots, Russ. There's some there's some talent in Cleveland, and I'm not talking about on the field, sir. Yeah, I'm going to go the Rams here. I, I think Seattle is done so for the year. Yeah, I'll go Rams at home. Even though Seattle found a running game last week, not quite as a quality opponent. The main game on Fox this week is the Green Bay Packers heading to Baltimore to take on those Ravens, that's right, it's a Tunney versus Cash matchup. I don't know if I want Lamar Jackson to play hurt or if I want the backup to play. You always know there's those games where the backup comes in and lights the world on fire, i.e. Troy Aikman finally didn't play a game against Brett Favre down in Dallas, and Jason Garrett threw for 400 fucking yards. Go look it up. It fucking happened, and we lost the Cowboys so that's how long of an elephant memory I have on the Green Bay Packers I just don't think that the Ravens can beat the Packers if Aaron Rodgers is going to have that offense put up 30 plus points every week right like you talk about that defense only playing for two quarters last week but if the Packers are going to score 38 and add seven more on defense good luck beating the Green Bay Packers do you know what I'm saying especially for a team no. in the Ravens who haven't scored 20-plus points since, uh, I don't know, the Carter administration now? Oh, they did last week. So finally, since the late 70s, the Ravens finally scored 20-plus points, but this time in a loss. 
shout out to their backup. I can't remember the brother's name right now, but he's not horrible. He throws a good deep ball. And he's athletic. He can run around and make some plays. Point. Like that's my point. But when you run that kind of I, offense, you have to have that someone behind Lamar Jackson, right? I I don't know what his contract situation is, but as well as he's played these past couple of games, I, I got to believe that he's earned himself an opportunity to at least compete for a starting job somewhere in the league. That being said, eventually these injuries have to catch up to Baltimore, right? And I think that that's starting to happen here. You can't really go against the Packers, right? It, it, not in the regular season. You can't bet against the Packers. And we don't know Lamar's status. I know as of the last report I heard, Harbaugh said he was going to play, but he still hobbled. So, yeah, you got to go Green Bay here. Plus, selfishly, I'd like to see everybody in the uh, AFC North not named Cleveland, Ohio, or not located in Cleveland, Ohio, take a nail this week. Shout out to Tyler Huntley. So hopefully uh, neither Huntley nor Jackson uh, are winning quarterbacks this week. Sorry, Ray, nothing against you or your team, but I would like the number one seed. And speaking of the NFC and vying for the number one seed, the Buccaneers will be hosting on Sunday night, said Nolan Saints that we talked about, who are also in the playoff hunt. Buccaneers, big favorites at home. You'd have to think the Saints are the most likely team to possibly give the Buccaneers, whose schedule consists of the Panthers, then the Jets, and the Panthers again after they face the Saints this week. Yeah, the Saints weirdly played Tampa very tough. I don't know what it is, but they do. Dating back to last year, they're not going to win, i.e. they mean being the Saints, but I think this is going to be a lot closer than people anticipate. I could see something like, I could see this game being a game going into the fourth quarter and maybe Tampa Bay pulls away a little bit so it looks a little better cosmetically, but I could see New Orleans hanging around, even though they don't have a quarterback. Yeah, Their quarterback's a running back. Well, that's the, that's the thing with divisional matchups where you have exceptional head coaches, right? Like Regardless of where they're at talent-wise and offensively or defensively in, in New Orleans, you have an excellent football coach, you know, one of the top five football coaches since he's, you know, maintained that status just before winning a Super Bowl in Sean Payton. So, yeah, you're going to probably get a likely a close game at least most of the way, like you said. I, I would agree. But, yeah, we, I think we both got the Buccaneers here, knowing that this is the toughest test they're going to have besides mentally maintaining focus those last three games. And, Jameis, bro, oh boy. we enjoyed having here you down here at the compound, go. man. Again, I'm metaphysical, not physical, but – just because we loved you so much, Amber thought you was were incredibly charming. I don't know what plans you have for the holidays. I make a mean gumbo, brother. I well, make a mean gumbo. Yeah, he, did he I bring, do Cajun catfish and he, rainbow trout. Just tell Come him on to, down, man. Tell him to bring some crab legs with him. That's funny. You you, you can if if you don't want to bring crab, that's cool. Bring some eggnog, okay? I'll bring the rum. You bring the nog. We'll we'll, we'll have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. Amen. All right, Monday night, last game, also a divisional matchup of teams that are not looking like playoff contenders, but Chris says one has a chance to make it because someone has to be the seventh NFL playoff team in the NFC. The Vikings heading to Chicago to take on the Bears. Chris, I'm taking the Bears because the Vikings' pass defense is horrible and Darnell Mooney's going to get over the top twice. I'll take the Bears at home over the Vikings. Out of the four teams that I named previously that one of them has to make the playoffs, Tony, my money would be on the Vikings. They're not horrible. They're frisky. They can move the ball on offense. They've got some players. They've got some weapons. Defense isn't terrible. Plus, they're probably 
next to the Chargers, they might be the most entertaining team to watch in football this year. Like, whether win, lose, or draw, you know some shit's going to happen when you turn on your Vikings. I'm going to go Vikings here because they need a win. Because, yeah, they need a win. And it's the Bears. What the fuck, man? Naggy, get Naggy up out of here. Wasn't he supposed to be fired on Thanksgiving? I understand you don't want to fire people on uh, Thanksgiving, but come no, on, man. I don't know. Patrick O'Dowd did something wrong in a previous life, and now the Bears are unable to fire uh, Matt Nagy and make sure that he is tortured for the rest of his days of an NFL football fan. <laughs> he was the guy, watch how I bring it full circle here. He was the guy that poisoned King Tukahaman, oh boy. and that's why he got up out of like, here. Uh, is, that, is that Rasputin's ancestor? <laughs> That's a good one. I guess we're going to have Google to it, a, kids. Yeah. Google it. We're, we're working on that history badge here for podcasting. <laughs> we got that cooking badge working on that history badge. Folks, <laughs> I want to thank all of you for tuning in to a really fun episode for uh, between me and Christopher Platt this week. We do miss our compadre, Ray Cash, very much so. Hopefully we'll have the whole uh, – the full weave next week. You can follow Ray at it's Ray cash. That's R E Y as a Mysterio C A S H as in dollar signs. He always has a super fun and seasonal handle on his Twitter account. Great follow lots of likes though. The guy likes a lot of stuff on Twitter. So try not to scroll okay, through that. Yeah. It might take you a yeah. day to scroll through a day, but I appreciate him. Nonetheless, happy holidays, Ray. Watch I know I'll talk the, to you soon. <laughs> watch out for the bussy too. Okay. Watch out for the bussy. Okay. <laughs> Matter of fact, at it's Ray cash and oh, give some shit for blessing my timeline and with bussy at eight o'clock the in the morning. Third on time today. The thoughts and opinions of Christopher Platt do not necessarily <laughs> reflect those of the three man weave or the chair shot.com. My name is PC Tony. You can follow me at PC Tony on Twitter and Facebook, and please, there's something for everybody, whether it's the ChairShot.com or ChairShot Radio Network, sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. Check it out. Tune in, all the podcasts, live content daily on all your favorite streaming radio networks. And remember, enjoy your day the ChairShot way by always using your head. You heard the man. You all can find me on Twitter at the Real C Platt. But more importantly, I say it day in and day out, but it bears repeating. If you appreciate the content we provide day in and day out here at the Chair Shot, the best way to make sure we keep providing that content day in and day out here at the Chair Shot is by supporting the movement and going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chair Shot, picking up an official Chair Shot T-shirts. Spend an extra five bucks, get it soft style. Said no one ever, but in this particular situation, soft is the way to go. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Please and thank you, thank you, and please for the Reverend Ray Cash, for the Commissioner PC Tunney, for the Three Point King Steph Curry, for the late great King Tukahaman, and for Sunny Kisses Bussy. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes Christopher Platt. Thank you all for tuning in to the latest edition of Three Man Weave. Join us right back here next week. Same Platt time, same Platt channel for the Christmas edition, the Christmas Spectacular. Somebody jingle my balls. That's not like a personal problem.
TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Nice buns. Soft, fluffy, and ultra-low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious, ultra-low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O.